Hello and welcome to another Sleepy Time Review. I was very much considering not bothering this time because this wasn't a great game. Colts win this one 12-9 in overtime. A game that saw, and I'm reading this verbatim from the ESPN website, seven field goals, 12 punts, 25 third down stops, four interceptions and six fumbles, none of which were recovered by the otherwise disrupted defences. And it is worth mentioning that on both sides of the ball, the defences played reasonably well, but mistakes were made by offences. We saw a ton of injuries in this one, particularly the Colts. Naeem Hines went out early in this one. Ryan Kelly went out injured as well. Garrett Bowles has broken his leg. Both teams saw some serious, serious injuries. Um, and it was just a terrible game. Terrible decision-making. Awful, awful plays. Russell Wilson had a chance to win this in the dying seconds. Uh, he had a yard. He had a yard to get um, uh, in the red zone. He just needed one yard on fourth down. Could have run it. Could have hit the wide open KJ Hamler, but uh, instead tried to force the ball to Cortland Sutton, who had, in Russell Wilson's defence, been doing a pretty damn good job up until then. But he was up against Stephon Gilmore, who's been playing very, very well. This was just a really, really dull game. I don't want to talk about it too much. Always happy to see Chase McLaughlin do well, obviously, for, for obvious reasons as well. Um, I don't feel like we learned a great deal about either team, really, except for the fact that these were two teams we had high hopes for. And I do wonder what the ceiling is for both of these teams now. The Colts just keep getting injured. Matt Ryan just doesn't look, looks like a shell of himself. And on the other side, the the Denver Broncos, whilst really, really good on defense, a disruptive pass rush, great secondary, just on offense, they're just inept. Um, you bring in Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson to revolutionize this offense, and it's just not happened. And without Garrett Bowles, and you know, Garrett Bowles gets a ton of stick, but he is a starting tackle in the NFL. Without Garrett Bowles and a couple of the other pieces they've got on this team, I don't see uh, uh, Gervonta Williams. That's the guy I was thinking of. I don't see how they're going to get better. I don't see how either of these teams can get better. That's where I'm at at the moment. I'm actively getting quite angry about both these teams that I think we both thought we had high hopes for. The Broncos in a tough division that's not actually looking that tough. And if they were better, we'd probably be seeing them challenging the, the Chiefs uh, at the top of the division. But they're not. We saw no touchdowns in this game just a ton of field goals as both teams just failed to punch the ball in on either end this was a bad game um if you watch it back watch it back on the 40 minute version i would say um and ideally we don't want to be talking about this for any longer so we're gonna call it a day here one thing worth mentioning uh, I went to Green Bay Packers practice today, uh, and at the end of this episode, there'll be an interview with Quay Walker, uh, ex-Georgia Bulldog. Uh, we'll talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, talk about the rivalry that it didn't really affect him too much between the, them and the Chicago Bears, and we talk about the Green Bay Packers, what he's learning from the team as well. So keep an ear out for that. That'll be right at the end. Anyway, with that, I'm going to hand you over to me. Uh, this game is not worth watching, and I wouldn't bother. Uh, I hope Naeem Hines gets better soon, though, and I hope Garrett Bowles does as well. Let's go. I'm Scott Hansen with NFL Red Zone, and you are listening to the Gridiron Gentlemen. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Gridiron Gentleman podcast. You'd have just heard a sleepy time review, which would have been the game between the Colts and the Broncos. Um, full disclosure, we haven't, we don't know what's happened yet. So uh, it could go on either way, I suppose. I can't help myself. I've got to go in there and say something about it. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about the remaining 15 games, including um, a London game between two teams with winning records. What? Um, and <laughs> to do this, we have Alan. Alan, how's it going, buddy? Good, Dan. Good, thanks. Always good to join you. Oh, always good to be having you. That made sense, I think, but also sounded a bit creepy. And Will, how's it going? Uh, all, all the better for getting to talk NFL football with you, fine gentlemen. And it's all the better. I'm not even going to try because I'll just make it sound weird. Thank you, Will. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> That's all I need to say, really, I suppose. Uh, yeah, right. pretty much. Let's <laughs> get straight into it. Um, let's start then with the uh, London game, the NFL game, the first appearance of the Green Bay Packers on our shores. So congratulations. Cheese everywhere, including some cheese head uh, hats that are currently £60 in the Spurs Stadium, which is frankly ridiculous. Um I mean, it's ridiculous that you'd want to wear one in the first place anyway. It's more ridiculous that you'd want to spend £60 on one. So um, I'm not going to go into a Packers rant about in this one. But uh, they are up against the New York Giants team. Looks like Daniel Jones is playing. So we get the battle of Jones versus Aaron Rodgers, which is makes it way more entertaining. But I think the run game is probably going to be the most interesting part of this. Uh, the Giants have actually had some success stopping the run. At least they did against the Chicago Bears. Um, and the Packers have had limited success stopping the run. So there is an in for the Giants to actually win this game. Can they do it, though? What do you reckon, Will? Um, it's unlikely. <clears throat> uh, I do I think that the, the best way, though, the, uh, the main threat they've got for Green Bay is their run game. Um, yeah. Barkley has been on fire so far this season, and you're, you are correct. The uh, the defense cannot stop the run particularly mm. well. <clears throat> the problem is the other team still has Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, and Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers is not. I don't. If the um, Giants go down, I don't see a way for them to get back into the game mm. quickly. It's the way the Giants. the The path for to win for the Giants is to get up early by running the ball and then continuing to run the ball mm. and limiting the rookie uh, pass catches for the, for the, for the Packers. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a tall order with the, the talent they've got on their defense. I think, yeah. yeah, I just, I just think Green Bay have got far too much for the Giants. Um, I don't think the Giants can't win. I just think it's very unlikely. I kind of agree with, 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 with what well, I do agree with all of that. It's the, the biggest the way the Giants win is by making it incredibly awkward for commentators to have to fill for an hour before the actual uh, game start at six o'clock on based on one game so far. Um, and and, and it, it has to be like one of the shortest NFL games of the season because the Giants just have to run the ball down their throat and have to force the Packers to do the same thing as well. Um, you're right. The big difference in this one is Aaron Rodgers pretty much. And although he's been quiet this season, it's not only MVP status for Aaron Rodgers. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He still has moments of pure magic. It's it, it. The Packers are very good at putting their best players on the field at the same time. And just because they happen to be running backs doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers isn't still going to add the ball out every now and then. Uh, Alan, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree very much with what Will said. I think just, just looking at that matchup on its own of Saquon Barkley and the Giants run game against the Green Bay, 
Mm. It, it, it looks like there's a potential advantage there, but if you look at all the other matchups across the field, I think Green Bay have too much talent. Um, the, the teams the Giants have beat, mm. the Panthers, Week One Titans, and the Bears. No, no offense, Dan, but those are teams that are all struggling and you know didn't really put up a lot of points against yeah. the Giants. Whereas I think Green Bay can score points for fun. Um, Week one, notwithstanding, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is starting to get Romeo Dubs involved. He's starting to get Christian Watson involved. Alan Lazard had a couple of touchdowns a few weeks ago. You know, they've got they've got a two-headed monster themselves at running back in terms of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, it could be a fun game if, if if the Giants if the Giants do make lots of yards on the ground and can limit the amount of time Green Bay have the ball. It could be a fun game. It could be close-ish, but I just think um, talent will tell in the end, and Green Bay will probably, you know, just kind of pull away at the end on this one. I think this is a fun game if you're an NFL nerd, like because yeah. the best matchup in the game might be Andrew Thomas versus the Packers pass rush as well, mm. like who, whoever it is, but mostly Rashawn Gary, I think. Like Andrew Thomas is playing out of his mind. Rashawn Gary is playing out of his mind. And ideally, we want to see those two lining up against each other uh, all game. We probably won't. And that's not really how it works. But um, it is probably the most exciting part of this game um, outside of Saquon Barkley running the ball an awful lot or Aaron Jones running the ball an awful lot. And if, if Andrew Thomas doesn't win those matchups, hmm. then Daniel Jones is still holding onto the ball and is still prone to taking a sack. So. I agree. I do have a thought on Daniel Jones, though, which is that, and I want to stress that this without saying, with I'm not saying he's Josh Allen, but isn't he running the ball well this season? I think I think he always has been a decent runner. He's just been doing it behind a bad offensive yeah. line. The, the offensive line is a bit better. He's, he's I'm just maybe, saying if, if you want a lazy take. <laughs> Yeah, it was Brian Dable and Daniel Jones running the ball awfully well. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of running out of panic and running for his life. Whereas now it's a bit more, or as you said, it's a, it's a bit more of a well, I'm running the ball because I can run the ball type mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, it's a bit of a stretch to say he's a Josh Allen. But I'm not saying he's know. Josh Allen, but I'm saying hey. he's Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, how many seasons is this for Daniel Jones? Is this his third season or his fourth? It's his fourth because didn't fourth, pick up his fifth year ah, option. Yeah. Okay. No, I was going to say the leap yeah. that Josh Allen took in his third year. So maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll just see it a bit later from Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm. Tongue is firmly in cheek here. Yeah. Um, no, but no, it's. Man. It's. Um, it's. It. I'm just saying he is running the ball a bit better. We. Th- this is a better version of Daniel Jones. We are at least seeing. However, mm-hmm. it's not better than Aaron Rodgers' version of Daniel Jones. We're seeing. Absolutely not. It, yeah. it was also a low bar to clear to be a better version of Daniel Jones. To be fair, <laughs> he turned up. And didn't fumble the ball on every snap. Congratulations, Daniel Jones. He didn't trip over himself when he was 80 yards clear down the middle of the field. Well done, Daniel Jones. (laughs) Poor guy. He's never going to live that one down, is he? Uh, Let's get some scores then. Uh, James gone for a Packers win, which I'm thoroughly shocked about. I'm also going for a Packers win, which I'm, you know, less shocked about. Go Pack, go. Um, And um, Will, where are you going with this one? I went for a Packers win. Yeah. And uh, Alan? Yeah, I went for a Packers. I'm going for a Packers win too. If you want scores, it's 33-20, I think. Nice. Oh, yeah, scores if you want them. You don't have to if you don't want to. 
I don't mind. Not fast either way. Um, so, <laughs> well, I just write the winners down now. Like I, before, I was like, "We need scores," and Simon was like, "We don't need scores." And now I'm the person that's like filling them in. I'm like, "We don't need scores." It's all right. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, scores if you want them. If they're funny, I think is probably the way to go. Um, next game, then. Kenny Pickett's got a bit of an easy ride ahead of him because he goes up against the Buffalo Bills in this one. His first starting game against for the Pittsburgh Steelers sees him take on Buffalo Bills in Buffalo against Josh Allen, who has been outstanding so far this season. The Bills have had some slight wobbles, but have generally righted the ship after the Dolphins game. Uh, and they're up against the Pittsburgh Steelers team that just doesn't look right in general. Kenny Pickett didn't miss a pass. Uh, so fair play to him. Admittedly, three of them went to the other team. But... More often than not, they weren't really his fault. There was a couple of dodgy ones there, but uh, he definitely gives him more of a chance to win than Mitch Trubisky, I would say, who's been playing scared all season. Um, I, for me, I mean, I don't want to spend too long on this one because I, I can only see it going one way. The Buffalo Bills are one of the most dominant teams in the NFL. Would you reckon, though, Alan? Yeah. Um, welcome to the NFL, Kenny Pickett. Here's your first start going up against that Buffalo Bills defensive oh, line. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, um, it's going to be a baptism of fire for mm. sure. Kenny Pickett gives the Steelers a much higher ceiling than Mitch Trubisky does. Mm. There, but with any rookie quarterback, there may also be some uh lows there. And, and the, he's going to he's going to make some mistakes, he's going to throw some interceptions, he might hold on to the ball, he might take a sack because his first read isn't there or whatever. Mm. But it, I think it could be a fun game. Yeah, he, he definitely showed some promise and he, he showed that he can make some throws and get the ball down the field much mm. more than Mitch Trubisky was doing. I am slightly concerned for him in this game uh, just because the Bills are so, so good. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the Bills have... Dolphins aside and the Bills have been dominant and, and, and they kind of were dominant still in that Bills game. They just didn't finish. They didn't mm. finish and didn't score points, didn't finish drives you know, botched the situation at the end of the game when they had a chance to win it. Um, I think that was a one-off. Uh, and, you know, the, the Bills bounced back and, and, and beat the Ravens quite handily last week. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it could, it, it could, just like we were saying against the Packers and the Giants, similar situation. It could be a really fun game. The Steelers could keep this, in, keep this a little bit interesting, but I, I, I do eventually. Yeah, I think the Bills are too much. Yeah, what do you reckon, Will? I think so far the most number of sacks in a game has been nine. I yeah. think that's going to get destroyed this this week <laughs> because um, Steelers' offensive line is bad yeah. and Bills' off defensive line is very very good. Yeah, it is. And uh, uh, it's going to be a real baptism of fire for Mister Pickett. Yeah, definitely. And so yeah, um, not not much more to it than that, really. No, I, I think that's about it. I think it's generally. Um pretty straightforward really the buffalo bills are just they need to steamroll these games though don't they they need to 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 to, to continue to be like the dominant force they need to not this doesn't need to be a close game for buffalo they need to just absolutely annihilate them um and i think this is a good opportunity i feel bad for kenny pickett but at the same time if he can come through this and still look good then the steelers probably have a decent quarterback for the future so and i have faith in mike tomlin for turning the Steelers team around, even though it might be the worst Steelers team I can remember, which is, you know, a, f- a high praise. Uh, Bills all round then, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, Bills. Yeah. By many, many points. By many points. No, I'm just going to write that. 
by many points. Uh, okay, so next up then with the Chargers at the Browns. I mean, the Chargers, the Browns have pretty much been what I think we thought they were going to be without their quarterback that's coming back after 11 games. I don't like saying his name, if I'm honest with you. Um, they've kind of just been trading water. If anything, the defense has been a bit disappointing, but it did pick up a little bit last week. It's beginning to improve a little bit. Um, and the Chargers have just been... Every year we think this is the Chargers year. They got like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We're like, this is it. They're definitely going to do well. And they just seem to find ways of just being a little bit disappointing. Um, this one could be all right for the Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert still playing through injury, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. This one, yeah. Uh, and there are endless stream of, of injuries, including Joey Bosa, who's out for the foreseeable future as well, uh, which means we'll probably see more of a revolving door of pass rushes. It just never seems to work out for the Chargers, and they always seem to end up feeling a little bit like the budget Rams in the sense that sometimes it just works out really, really well for the Rams in terms of their key players just stay well, stay healthy. It doesn't seem to happen for the Chargers. How are we feeling about this one, Will? I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. Um, Me neither. Because, as you say, uh, the Browns have been disappointing mm on defense, you, th mm. you thought that was really going to be the strength of the team and it's not. Um, the Chargers are the Chargers and have lost mm. like the two best linemen on both sides of the ball. You worry that should the uh, Browns turn up like we think they could, yeah. could be up and uh, a long day for, uh, for Josh, not Josh, Justin yeah. uh, Herbert. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find stats on um, mm. the Chargers' rushing defense, and I can't. But I don't think it's particularly good. And this Browns team are very good at running the ball. Nick Chubb is ferocious. Yeah, I mean the the only other the the, the opposite side of that is also true. Isn't Miles Garrett back for this one as well? Yes. Yeah, which is mm. problematic for the Chargers, whose offensive lines become a bit sieve-like as well. So, um, it's not ideal for the Chargers. I think on paper, the Chargers are probably a better team. Yes, I'd agree with that. I, I still don't feel amazingly confident about them winning this game, though. What do you reckon, Alan? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm probably saying like I'm a bit more higher on the Chargers than you guys. Mm. I think they'll win this handily. I think mm. I have been very disappointed in the Browns' defence. And then Greedy, Greedy Williams is out for this game mm. there as well, which is only going to handle them even more. One of their, you know, their... They're, um, they're number two corner behind Denzel Ward. So, mm. yeah, the, the Browns... Browns will be doing okay. On, uh, I think, you know, Joko Wibreset is, is is fine and he's a he's a good backup quarterback. He's no Justin Herbert and he's not that... He can, he's never going to run an explosive offence. Mm. I think the Browns have been kind of living or dying with Nick Chubb and how well they run the ball. Mm. Which you know, I, and which they can do probably do against the Chargers. Um, Chargers also last week seemed to wake up and realise that you know good things happen when you get Austin Eckler the ball. Yeah, he, yeah, he Austin Eckler had a very good game. Yeah, so uh, I just think the Chargers have a much more well-rounded and explosive type offense. I think the Browns aren't built without you know without he who shall not be named. The Browns are not built to keep up in a shootout yeah. or you know they're built to come from behind uh, I can see the Chargers putting points on the board and I, I think that'll be I, th I think that'll be the difference in the game 
Yeah, I think you're probably right. I'm I'm I think I'm probably heading towards the charges, but I don't feel amazingly confident about it. Like I think they as you say, they got Austin Eckler involved last week and that made a massive difference. Um it's a different prospect against this Browns defense though. Um I, I do I do worry a little bit. Having said that, Keenan Allen is also back. So with uh, uh, Greedy Williams out, that's another another feather in the Chargers cap. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Uh, where are we going? Where would you reckon then? Where are we going this one? Uh, well, reluctantly yeah. Chargers. Yeah, same. I'm, 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 I'm exactly the same. Reluctantly the Chargers. James pretty much put exactly that as well. Alan? I'm going to go a bit more confidently Chargers by a couple of scores at least. Yeah. Probably wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up then, we have one of the most exciting teams in the NFL and the Houston Texans. The Jacksonville Jaguars are fun to watch and collapsing against the, the, uh, giant killing Philadelphia Eagles. I'd say giant killing. They haven't really faced anyone that's worthy of a giant killing status just yet, but they are doing very, very well. Um, it's slightly tongue in cheek, uh, but it's, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars look fantastic. They're playing fantastic. And they're still making mistakes. They're still the Jacksonville Jaguars. But a year on from what they were last year, it's night and day, whereas the Houston Texans still very much look like the same Houston Texans team that was last year. They were last year, sorry. Davis Mills, he's playing okay. He just makes a few too many mistakes. Um, I don't feel confident against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that is just absolutely dominant. Devin Lloyd it has been looking fantastic because he's a linebacker named Devin and that does seem to help, but it's, it's, I think the Jags are putting together a very good team and this might be kind of like a coming out party for the Jags. What do you reckon though, Alan? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. You know, the Jags have looked really good. Um, they lost last week at the Eagles, but you can't read too much into that. I think in my opinion, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, if yeah. not the best team in the NFL at the moment. Um, so that was kind of to be expected and the Jaguars defensive line again is sneaky good mm-hmm. and going up against this Texans team like you said I think the pressure of David Mills will pressure him into a few mistakes and the yeah, the, the Texans are just a bit lacklustre on offence uh, I know Trevor Trevor Lawrence will pro- won't, be, won't be playing in the rain which it, last week it looked like he'd never played in the rain before that was mm. weird but um, yeah, the Jags are, are. I think this is a get-right game for them. A comeback game after the after the loss last week. I think they continue their progress in this game. Yeah, porous offensive line against a really good Jags defensive line. Well, that's not a good matchup, is it? No, it's not. Um, and as Alan said, uh, Davis Mills under pressure is not not particularly good. Most quarterbacks under pressure aren't particularly good, but Davis Mills especially is. Not good. Um, it's when you look at potential paths to victory for um, for the Texans. The only real one they've got is a colossal collapse from the Jaguars, in my yeah. opinion. Um, which is a weird thing to say about a Jaguars team that has not been very good for a long time. But yeah, I think they've got far too much for the Texans in all facets. They just look reliable, don't they? For once, I think that's the the, the key difference here. Um, like. They are probably the best team in the AFC South right now. I mean, they almost certainly are, thinking about it. Like, the Titans have been up and down. The Colts have been disappointing. The Texans have continued to be the Texans. So, 
Yeah, yeah. The, the only people that could challenge him in the AFC South are the Titans. Um, yeah, unless because, the Colts have a massive turnaround, but yeah. Well, I don't... I don't I'm not confident in that. I'm far more no. confident in um, Mike Vrabel's ability to eke out nine wins with the Titans than I am for the Colts to do anything at the moment. Yeah, you know, I agree. I'm... I'm um, it just doesn't seem to be... Um, I think the Jags actually could cause problems in the playoff as well. I think they're that kind of team, like that, that will cause like some issues as well. Um, okay, let's get some scores. Uh, what do you reckon, Will? Jags, Jags, Jags by a lot. Yeah, same. Alan? Yeah, the Jags, quite handily. We've got the Jags as well, funnily enough. Uh, let's not spend too long on the next game, shall we? Because we don't, we don't need to talk about it too much. Um, we have... Um, a, a, a Justin Fields led, but a Chicago Bears team that just isn't throwing the ball at all, really. Um, up against the Minnesota Vikings team with Kirk Cousins, who tends to look really good in games like this, especially with Justin Jefferson up against young cornerbacks, essentially that that tend to make mistakes. Eddie Jackson's a great season so far. It's worth saying. Uh, three interceptions out of four games is very impressive. However, it's a lone bright spark in a sea of turgid nonsense pretty much for the Chicago Bears team. My biggest issue isn't that we're losing. My biggest issue is that we're losing and we're not really trying to do anything with it. We're not really finding out what Justin Fields actually is. We're not really finding out what some of these other players actually are as well. And we're not even really attempting to fix anything as well, which means to me that 2023 probably won't be the Chicago Bears season next year either. So I'd imagine keep hibernating Bears fans. 2024 is where it's at, is what I keep hearing. So let's keep going for that. Because I think it'll be another rubbish season next year if we carry on like this. What do you reckon they will? Um, 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 uh, how, do I, how do I sugarcoat the uh, things I want to say about this? this Just game? don't. Just okay. go for it. <laughs> Band-Aid. Rip it off. Let's go. Um. This is a 6 p.m. game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that means good Kirk Cousins is going to show up and completely and utterly shred uh, <laughs> the Chicago Bears defense. Um, good point. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, like, there were, there were questions about the Vikings uh, as a team, mm. um, the chief one being Kirk Cousins. But they've still got the best receiver in the, uh, the NFL. They've uh, yep. still got a decent uh, run game. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> the point the point the point I'm trying to get to is they've got far too much for this Bears team who don't appear to ha- have anything. Mm. They don't have, uh, they don't they don't do anything well. There's no spark. Uh, the one good player they've got doesn't want to be there. Um, it's a uh, oh, it's just not good for the Bears. I'm afraid. Sorry, Dan. no, no. I, I'm I'm one, I've literally just said that we won't be good till at least 2024, and even then, I'm not confident. Like twenty, it's just so concerning that we. I mean, we're third in rushing in the league. That's that's one bright spark, I suppose. Um, but we've consistently been really good at rushing the ball with a, a, just a wide variety of running backs, whether Matt Forte or or Tariq Cohen or whoever has been running the ball for the Bears has generally done a good job. It's just quarterback play, passing play has never been great. And so much hope was put on Justin Fields that it's like, okay, let's at least see him try. Let's at least see him try. I, I know he holds on to the ball too long. We all know that. But let's 
let's give him a chance to actually try and fail rather than just assuming he's going to fail. Oh, it annoys me so much. The thing, the thing is, like the the book on him out of college was you need to get him on the move and mm. like booting out and throwing deep on play action. Yeah. So if that's what they think he's good at, why isn't he doing that? Which was the the big criticism they had with the Matt Nagy offense last year as well. Yeah, and it doesn't. Nothing seems to have changed. Which I'm not sure. Oh, it's you don't know who to put the blame on. Then do you? is that they're doing that because Fields can't do it? That's what I was thinking. Like at or, some point, do you have to just blame Justin Fields for? But we, we I mean, we have absolutely no proof on that whatsoever. Sure. And um, who's your who's your OC? Uh, Luke Getzey. Yeah, he doesn't really have much of a pedigree, does he? No, I mean he did work with Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. Nathaniel Hackett worked with Aaron Rodgers, and look what's going on in a. In, it is entirely right possible now. that the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers is a combination of uh, Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Rather than Luke Getzey and Nathaniel Hackett, who are just nice people to have around if you want to try and keep Aaron Rodgers happy, maybe. Maybe, maybe one of them makes a really good chai latte. Like, I don't know. Just, it's it's entirely possible that 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 their entire existence was because, and Aaron Rodgers has openly come out saying he really likes them, is that, that they, they keep Aaron Rodgers happy. Who knows? Mm. The reverse Bruce Arians and Big Ben, I suppose, really, is the way to look at it but yeah um i think the vikings are gonna absolutely steamroll this one i think justin jefferson could come out 200 250 yards at the end of this one um yeah that's all i got <laughs> justin jefferson single-handedly no other receivers even get looked at in this one justin jefferson ends up with like 250 300 maybe 400 yards uh, and gets about four touchdowns from kirk cousins spinning his gold uh chain that he's now obsessed with have you seen that video where he someone gave someone gave him his like their gold chain and he's just like sitting there like a kid spinning the little thing and it's on the chain bless him anyway bears, uh, bears are gonna lose this one uh what do you guys think so too and just like will said um talked about paths to victory potentially for the underdogs and i, I sorry i don't see anything for the bears really it's mm. yeah they've got minnesota who have as Justin Jefferson absolutely at the moment I think is the best receiver in the league you've got Adam Thielen as your number two receiver who would be a number one receiver on a lot of other teams he's, he's maybe he's maybe slowing down a bit and he's maybe you know he's, he's maybe on that path to not having many seasons left but I think he's still really good if he's your number two you're in a really good spot Bears, Bears rush defence has given up 5.1 yards per carry so you've got Dalvin Cook Um the Bears have some bright spots. They've got Laquan Smith, they've got Eddie Jackson, like you said. Love David Montgomery and I love the running game. Mm. But those bright spots I don't, are not enough to overcome the deficiencies that we're seeing week in, week out so yeah. far in the season. And I think it's just, yeah, it could be, could be a long old season for the Bears, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll say it one last time. This is meant to be an experimental season where we see what we've actually got on our team that's actually any good. And we're not doing that. No, they're not. not they're just, you're not. Justin Fields isn't throwing the ball an awful lot. Mm. He is. He, he's made. He's made some really, really nice throws, but they're few and far between because because you're not letting them get into a rhythm. You're not letting them open up, and you know I'm, if you've got a rookie quarterback, I'm a fan of mm. let them throw all over the place. You know, unless you've got unless you've got a playoff caliber team yeah. out with the quarterback. 
where you need to kind of win them in a bit and, and game manage. But if you don't, if it, if it is a rebuild and if it is an experimental season, let them throw the ball all over the place. Let them know what he can do and what he can't do. And we might we might already be out of the Bryce Young sweepstakes by winning two games. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I know it, it worked out okay for the Cardinals, but yeah, is it... Um, would you really go after another quarterback? Or, you know, would you would you would, would you stay the course with Fields until you're absolutely one hundred percent sure he's not got it? I don't know. Um yeah, I think you would, because I think I, I think that there's enough talent in next year's well, we'll see what happens, but it's looking like there'll be enough talent in next year's draft that that a decent QB will, will materialise somewhere at least. So um scores in, Vikings all round. Yes. Nice. Um, okay, then next up we have the Lions visiting the Patriots. Um, the Detroit Lions have, according to NFL, at least number one offense in the league. Um, Jared Goff is playing pretty good football, um, and just in general, they schemed. They seem to have an incredibly well schemed offense. My love of Aaron Glenn has obviously cursed him because their defense, however, <laughs> has been woeful. Um, and they're up against the New England Patriots team that could take advantage of that if they had their starting quarterback playing. Are we looking at Bailey Zappi? Is that what we're looking at, Alan? Or? Yeah, Brian Hoyer went on IR today. Yeah. So he is definitely going to be Bailey Zappi unless by some miracle Mac Jones plays, which I, I would rest him. You don't don't play with the future of your franchise like that. Rest him no. for another week or two and before you put him back in there. I think Bailey Zappi, I was quite encouraged with what I saw from Bailey's app last weekend. We we didn't ask him to do too much, but what he did was was fine. I mean, I mean, we, that we took Green Bay to overtime in that game. Mm. Um, I, I think he just looked he looked he looked confident. He looked you know poised and yeah, he made 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 some mistakes. Like as I said, like rookies will make when taking that sack where he's got to throw the ball away and stuff, but. You know, he, he pushed the ball down the field a little bit. He, he found Devontae Parker. He found Kendrick Bourne. Mm. It gave our offense a little bit of a spark, which was maybe I think we were. It seems as if we've been playing it safe a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm encouraged. You're 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 talking about the Lions' offense. I saw a start this early, just earlier on before I come on the podcast. So the Colts Broncos game. That's They've yeah. scored 123 or something points between them, where the Lions have scored 140 points on their own. So, yeah, it's a really fun offense to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the de- defense is bad. They're 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 in a lot of shootouts and they're a lot of come from behind, yeah. which um, I think the you know some sometimes when you get down late in a game, you have to just go for broke, and that's paying dividends on offense for them. They're, they're getting. They're getting down, they're getting back into games and they're just coming up short. So yeah, the, the homer in me thinks, yeah, the Patriots can take advantage of that. Um, and I think it could be it could be a fairly high scoring game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you reckon, Will? If, um, if it's like every other um, Lions game so far this season, it's going to be another fireworks show and I'm looking forward to it because and the one thing you can definitely say about Lions games is they're vastly entertaining. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff is good to Jared Goff this year um, and he's playing outstanding. Uh, 
that wide receiver core is playing way better than the sum of its parts, especially with um, is is Brown back yet, or is he um, still sidelined? I'm, I'm not sure. Thinking. Uh, let's assume he's still. still. Uh, let's assume he's still sidelined for now. So, but even with Brown out, they're still playing really well, uh, much greater than the sum of their parts. Yep. The running game hasn't missed a beat with a swift out. Mm. Um, the offensive line is looks really really good. Yeah, I love the watching the Detroit Lions offense. Um, and then <laughs> you get to watch um, like the complete opposite player style of play on that defense. Yeah. It should be a lot better than it is. It's got it's not a de- talent deficient defense. No, so, um, no. Yeah. I, I, I suppose we, I suppose at least Jeff Okuda is playing well. That, that's something, but. He is, and there are, there are, but there are other players on that team, mm. on that side of the ball, who are not playing well, who are better than that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, if if Mac Jones was healthy and playing in this game, mm. I I think it would you could pretty much flip a coin because that's just how um, Lions games go this season. Yeah. But, I, yeah, the Bailey's app gives me, gives me a lot of pause. And also, the thing... The Patriots this year, what do the Patriots do really well? They are like the definition of middle of the road in pretty mm. much everything, which might be really good against this um, Lions defense, actually, to be fair. So yeah. I still, I, I'm talking a lot of, lot, of, lot of nonsense and not really coming to a conclusion, <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel about this game. It, it could go any, any way, but I think it'd be vastly entertaining. I think so. The, I think the Lions drag teams into being entertaining as well. I'm, I mean, James went for a Lions win, and I'm going to go for a Lions win as well. But I could definitely see this one going either way. I did, I'm not going to go for the same score that James went for, which was 38-14 to the Lions. Um, seems like a lot. 38-34, if anything. Yeah, in the last minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every Lions game is seven points. Uh, they're, they're within seven points either way in the last minute. So, and both both teams score thirty something in the, in the last minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where are you going then, Alan? Where are you going with this one? Can I ask where well, he's going first? You can, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, you see, the heart says Lions, yeah. so I'm going to go with the Lions. And a super nail bite, a close, yeah. uh, close one, where they get a defensive stop in the last minute Yeah, to deny, to deny the Patriots. Wow, just turn it around in the last second, love it. <laughs> Reason I asked well was because I was hoping he would say that, so I'm going for the Ruse with the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> so if he'd have gone for the Patriots, uh, I would probably still have went Patriots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably me being overly optimistic, and I just think looking at, I think I think both teams are going to score points. Uh, I think the the one thing the Patriots have done well in. That you you said you asked that question. Well, I think running the ball at least, and the Lions' defense is last in the league in yards mm. per carry rushing. So I think we could really shorten the game, running the ball down their throat, and then letting you know get some play action going with Bailey's app and just have them attack in the middle of the field against the Lions, eh, basically anywhere. You know, avoid Jeffrey Kuda and go go after everyone else. Yeah, and I can see us pulling it out by either getting a stop against the Lions late on or if we get the ball last, you know, again, taking advantage of the, the poorest Lions defence. So I think we'll just maybe maybe pull it out in a very, very close game. Yeah. 
it's not the first time the Patriots have played Jared Goff in the, even this style offense as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, also, Jack, yeah, Jack. it's looking like Swift and uh, um, and Ross and Brown are going to be out. So, yeah, well, that limits then. Obviously, if both of them are playing, you have to worry about Smith. Sorry, Swift and mm. Javante Williams, um, which is you know Javante Williams is excellent. But Jamal Williams, Jamal, Jamal Williams. Sorry, yeah. Jamal Williams. Yes, Javante Williams playing. Javante Williams has just done his ACL, hasn't he? Oh, not playing tonight. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. So Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick's really good at taking away the one thing that you yeah. do well. And if the Lions can't score as much as they've been scoring then I think their defence is there for the taking. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably being slightly biased, but that's why I'm yeah, picking the Patriots. I know, I, I don't think you are. I think I think this is this is a close game. I think this has potential to be a close game anyway. Uh, I just, you know, if the Lions aren't going up against like the Chiefs or a team like that, then I'm probably going to pick the Lions just because I think they always have the ability to turn it on at these points. So, so yeah, but totally get it either way. Okay, uh, moving on then. So, Next up, we have the Seahawks at the Saints. I think at the start of the season, we'd have said this is going to be a resounding win in the favour of the Saints. However, the Seahawks have one of the better QBs in the league right now in the form of Gino, I never write back, Smith. Uh, he's up against uh, Jamar, he's up against Jameis, sorry, not God, I've got Jamar Williams in my head. Jameis, I always throw it back. Uh, Winston, is he's playing in this one, I'm guessing. Don't know. I assumed he was. Don't know. Oh, because um, Andy Dalton played in the last game, didn't he? Correct. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a surprise. James Wilson. James Wilson appeared on the injury report out of nowhere, and I don't really know what's going on there. Well, is it, is it to do with his back? Yeah, I yeah, think it's his yeah, back. So, yeah. Fractures in his back or something. It's looking now. Takes reps of quarterback for the Saints again. Yeah, it's looking like Andy Dalton's going to be playing actually. So I take it back. We have an exciting game between Andy Dalton and Geno Smith, and I actually mean it. Um, so Geno Smith's just been outstanding this season. We, we, I mean, I knew said spaff. Yeah, we spaffed on about him plenty on the first part of the podcast. So, like, I don't want to talk about it too much, but there is a chance that Andy Dalton looks better under centre for the Saints than than James did. Would you reckon, Will? You've you've witnessed. Um, uh, James, at least, as your team. I do, but. I do not. I do not have an unbiased opinion of James Winston. <laughs> um, so uh, you'll have to take what I say about him with a grain of salt. <laughs> However, um, the thing, the thing about Gino this hmm. season is he um, might come a cropper against this Saints defense hmm. because. They they still, although they're not as um, all conquering as they have been in previous seasons, they're still a good defense. Yeah, and I think the kind of like bruising style of play they're gonna gonna um, administer to the Seahawks, I think that could rattle Mister Smith because the thing what what Geno's proved is that he can be a highly accurate, highly efficient quarterback. However, mm. if your quick strike offense is being disrupted by uh, by defensive backs of the Saints playing an incredibly physical brand of football, then it could prove difficult. Mm. However, then you could get um, Penny running for a lot of yards. He's been um, great this year. I mean, he was great he towards has, the end of last year as well, but yeah. He has. And uh, so, 
I think this one could be surprisingly competitive mm. because the Seahawks defense isn't very great shakes either. So even with Dalton playing, you'd like to think Alave and uh, and Co will be able to carve up this Seahawks Seahawks team. So yeah, yeah. I think it, it's it's yeah surprisingly competitive this one. Yeah. Definitely see that. Would you reckon? Whoa, well, good lord. Would you reckon, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could be um, this could be a fun game. Uh, I feel like I've said that a lot this week. Which um, the the I Seahawks, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seahawks are kind of like the Lions a little bit yeah. in terms of their offense. I think they've been better than any of us expected. They've been scoring points, uh, but their defense is leaky, and their defense is is there for the taking. Um, with the Saints, I think they, they've they kind of struggled so far on offence, so I don't know if they can fully take advantage of that. But yeah, there was some positive signs last week mm. with Olave getting involved, getting his first touchdown. I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to be back or not. That'll be huge for them. Uh, Kamara's back by the looks of things. Kamara's back as well. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, and, and Andy Dalton, I think, is... Is, is a safe he's, he's going to play a lot safer than James Winston with, with the ball but is he going to be able to really push it the way and get the ball you know some of the big plays that what James is capable of um, I'm, I really I really don't know where I'm going in this game I really don't it could be yeah Gerald Smith's playing really well you've got DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett on that offence, Rashad Penny, who's been one of the most productive mm. running backs, as you said, this season and towards the back end of last season. I think it's all about if, if yeah, I'm, I've written a score down here, but I'm really, I'm just, now that we're talking it through, I'm really going back and forth in my head in terms of who's going to win this one. I, I was I was certain the Seahawks were going to win and then Will started talking. I'm like, he's kind of talking me <laughs> out of this, if I'm honest with you. Now I'm not sure. I th- is Alvin Kamara um, back for this game as yeah, well? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's back for this one. Mm. I know, right? Chris Olave's looking like, I mean, he's he's got uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year potential, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. He looks really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Alvin Kamara, a decent defence. Um, that being said, I mean, DK Metcalf's amazing. And, like, Rashad Penny's amazing. And Geno Smith's been playing excellent. Uh, I don't know. But then there's Taysom Hill. I hate the fact that he might be a factor in this game because I hate him. But like, it's just, uh, I don't know. I genuinely don't know with this one. Like, I didn't expect to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go go with my gut. Seahawks. Seahawks are going to win this one. But at some point, I do think it's going to come undone for the Seahawks. I'm going to go Seahawks. I, I, I don't care what you guys think anymore. I've, you know, that was too too stressful for me. I do care. Uh, Will, where are, you, where are you going with this one? Woo woo, Gino train, Seahawks all the way. <laughs> so I love the fact that you said, Oh, I don't know, the Saints. You got me thinking about it. You got it in my head with that. And then yeah, we oh, yeah. I hate the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan. Yeah, um, well, Will almost talked me out of picking the Seahawks there was who, <laughs> who, I, who, who I had who I had written down in my scores. And so mm. I'm going to stick with my gut and yeah, and go with the Seahawks. I found out bit against Andy Dalton. Good shout. It's a good shout. Uh, how many gingers are in the league at the moment? Because have you seen the PFF thing where they, they have a, a, a belief that there can only be one decent ginger quarterback at any one time? 
So who is the decent ginger quarterback at the moment? That's what I'm worried about. So like, so you've got uh, Andy Dalton, Carson Wentz. Who yep. else is there? Donald's not playing. Is that it? Is it just those two? They're the only two ginger quarterbacks? Oh, well, I think they also reserve the right for the fact that maybe none of them could be decent. So, <laughs> um, For a while, it looked like AJ McCarron was going to, whatever, he's not ginger. Um, I'm getting confused, confused with Andy Dalton, just assuming Bengals quarterbacks are all gingers. Uh, Dolphins. They are playing a football game this year, this week. Uh, I didn't have the, the thing. They're playing a football game against the New York Giants this week. Um, Giants, good lord! Yes. They're playing a football game against the New York Jets this week. <laughs> I'm not going to start again. <laughs> Screw it. Take me for who I am, everyone. Um, so the Dolphins are playing against the Jets. They are without Tua. Tua has been confirmed to be out for this game, uh, and who knows where that's going to go because that's evolving at a rate of knots. So. Keep an eye on that situation. Uh, Zach Wilson, however, is back for the Jets. Do, do we think that's enough of an advantage for the Jets against a Mike McDaniel-led Dolphins team and Teddy Bridgewater for the Dolphins? That, none of that made any sense, but you know what I mean. Do we think Mike McDaniels and Teddy Bridgewater have enough to take it past uh, a Zach Wilson-led Jets team? What do you reckon, Alan? Um, good question. And I think it's probably... <laughs> It's, it's definitely given me pause in this game. I think if two I was playing and and healthy, not just playing, but if two I was playing and yeah. healthy, I think the Dolphins win. Uh, I'm less convinced about that now. I think the Jets, the Jets are really showing mm. some some. I was going to say showing some spunk. I hate that phrase, but for, yeah, they're they're um, they're showing me some things that I didn't expect this season. You know, coming back against the Browns. Mm beating the Steelers last week last weekend. Um I think they're they're trending in the right direction and they've there's some talent on that Jets team. Mm. They just weren't, weren't weren't playing up to the level that I think they could and they're starting to starting to hit their stride. So yeah, I think this this is good this is going to be a close game. Um it might it won't be it won't be offensive fireworks shootout mm. but I, I think the teams are of a very similar level who that's because the Dolphins are obviously without two uh, I, I do wonder if they'll be able to move the ball as efficiently and effectively with um, with Teddy Bridgewater so yeah um, it could be could come down to whoever has the ball last or just whoever makes the defensive stop at the end of the mm. game so, yeah yeah I, I do wonder whether Teddy Bridgewater has enough to just get the ball to Jalen Waddle, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much all you probably need to do, really, um, to, to 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 make this offense work. But I, I'm intrigued, him and Gizicki at least, anyway. Uh, but the Jets have, oh, they're definitely on the upturn. I think. Would you reckon they will? I uh, don't know. I remain unconvinced by Zach Wilson. You um, meeting? And the thing, the thing, I think. The big advantage I think the Dolphins have in this game is Mike McDaniel yeah. and his ability to um, mm. scheme open his two yak monsters uh, in this game. Um, Teddy Bridgewater will be able to deliver the football accurately to them in the first 15 yards at yeah. least. And I do think Mike McDaniel is going to have a very good game plan to beat this uh, beat this um, Jets defence. I'm not sure Zach Wilson can keep up with that. Um, I don't I don't trust him. Um, I don't think. 
I don't think he's a very good, or he hasn't proved to me that he's anything other than a bad quarterback um, so far this season. True. Uh, I don't no. think the def- Jets' defense is bad by any stretch. I think it's actually possibly like the best part of their uh, their entire mm. team. But and the, and the Dolphins' defense isn't great either. But yeah. Mike McDonald's is the big is the big advantage I think the Dolphins have, and I think he will have his team more prepared to beat the Jets than uh, the Jets will be prepared to beat the Dolphins. I do kind of think uh, McDaniel's is doing what Lafleur would love to do for the Jets, um, and I think <laughs> I think it's it, it you know that they are they essentially come from the same scheme uh, with some obvious changes as well, but. Mike McDaniels just came and hit the ground running, whereas Lafleur for the Jets has not managed to do that um, for a number of reasons, not entirely his own fault. But I kind of with you. I think the Dolphins just have too much around Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't haven't seen enough Zach Wilson say, you know what, he is so much better than Teddy Bridgewater yet, which is kind of you know. Not a brilliant situation to be in. Maybe this is the game. Would you reckon, though, Alan? Yeah, um, I'm. I'm going to go for the Jets. I really am. Uh, yeah, uh, close game, tight, uh, and so I think just go for the home team. Um, yeah. if, if in doubt, I think I don't. I don't love it, but I'm, I'm going with the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would you reckon, Will? I'm going to go for the Dolphins in a. Um, Score and a half. Yeah. I'm 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 going for the Dolphins as well. James went for the Dolphins, but this is one of those ones that the Jets could definitely prove us wrong. Um and 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 have the same record as the Dolphins by the end of the day as well, which is crazy to think about. The Jets have kind of pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and now two and two. Fair play. It's uh interesting to see that they are keeping in the running in what we assumed was going to be just like an impossible to get through to the wild card round uh, AFC, but the Dolph- the Jets are kind of keeping pace with a few other teams that I don't think anyone expected them to. Um, yeah, James went Dolphins. I said I went Dolphins as well. So next up, uh, Falcons at Buccaneers. Falcons are a feisty team. Um, they might not be the best team in the league, but they're causing problems. They are making teams stand up and pay attention to what they're doing. However, no Cordero Patterson in this one. And Carl Pitts seems to be the enemy of all fantasy owners, apparently. I don't know, I haven't read too much into it. I've just seen headlines, really, with that one. Uh, up against a Buccaneers team that I think are beginning to find their feet. But Will, you can maybe correct me on this one. It's, it's just not quite going right for them at the moment, right? No. And, um, well, that was mostly down to uh, injuries. Yeah. Because even, even with all those injuries, the uh, Bucks offense was still, like, 13th in... Yeah. Uh, EPA so yeah now we've got the main the main two back at the very least mm. um I think and if we can be a bit more creative in our run game instead of just you know, the three the three run plays that we used to run when we had a better offensive line yeah. don't work with our current offensive line so we need to be a bit more creative with our running scheme but it was against against the um, against the Chiefs, there were some real signs of life on the offense, even though it was a um, we dug ourselves way too big of a hole to climb out of. Yeah. So against a far less formidable um, Falcons defense, 
yeah i'm far less concerned i'm also a lot less concerned about um the falcons without cordell patterson he 100%. has he has torn us apart uh, the last two years so i'm, I'm glad he's not uh, not in the game um marcus Mariota could cause some problems running quarterback seem to cause the books uh, no end of problems mm. but i think it's i think it's a case of talent wins out and the books have a lot more talent than the falcons do currently but it could be. I think the Falcons are going to make it interesting. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Also, we've had a week of people talking about Tom Brady and his divorce, and that generally means Tom Brady comes out and just absolutely annihilates the next team. He's having what would be considered a down season. He's only thrown for you know a thousand fifty-eight yards, six touchdowns, and one interception. You know. Terrible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I say this would be considered a down season for Tom Brady, but he's just he's on pace to to just miss out on what he did last year, which was just outstanding. Probably deserved the MVP last year, but I would say that, wouldn't I? Um, For me, I think the Bucks just have, as I think with you, talent wins out in this one. I think it's it's going to be a case that the Bucks are going to be the more formidable opponent. What do you reckon, though, Alan? Yeah, I think so. Don't not got a whole lot to add to, to what you guys have said. I think the the Falcons are up against a much better team than they've maybe played so far this season. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks offence did show signs of life uh, last last week. Uh, I think the Bucks, yeah, just exactly like well said, the Bucks have got too much talent for this game without Cordell Patterson. Mm. Uh, I think it limits what the Falcons can do on offence. I think the Bucks defence will just be able to key in on the passing game and, and and say right well okay Marcus Mariota go and beat us then and yeah. then I think um, yeah I've got the Bucks coming out on top in this one yeah cool take you going Bucks Will of course <laughs> yeah me too and so is James we're at clean sweep for the Bucks again cool clean sweep for the team again uh next up then we have Titans at Commanders Titans feel like they're getting better at least uh, Derek Henry um, or not, it, it seems to be a key influencer for the Titans. And the Washington Commanders at least put up a little bit of a fight last week, but still look dreadful. Is it is it possible the Washington Commanders might be the worst team in the league? Uh, no. No, because the Bears no. and the Texans Because the Bears exist. and the Texans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, fair point, fair point. The, the, I, th- I just think the Commanders just have the ability to just completely soil the bed. Um at any moment. And that might be down to Carson Wentz. And that's probably also the reason why they're better than both those teams as well. Carson Wentz also has the ability to turn it on any time. Um, I think the Titans are more reliable in this one. I think they're just going to run right on this Texan, on this uh, commander's team though. Would you reckon they're one? Yeah. Um, Titans offense, Titans, sorry, defensive line against this leaky commander's offensive mm. line. I think Carson Wentz has been sacked an awful lot so far this yeah. season. I don't see that getting better this week. Um, you've got that with a combination of Derek Henry. And it's too much. I think the Titans just have to come in and play yeah. good, play to a decent level. And it's probably going to be too much for the for the commanders to overcome. They've, you know, um that that well. Last season, it was majorly, majorly mm. disappointed in them. We thought their defence was going to be really, really good. It's not. They've not fixed it. 
their defensive line is 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 okay. They can get pressure, you know, with with players like um, Chase Young uh, and some of the other guys in that front seven. But they're just they're not playing well enough mm. to to give their offense a chance, which is not good news if you've got Carson Wentz as your quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think something needs to go majorly wrong for the Titans for the Commanders to to have a chance in this game. Yeah, I kind of agree. Will, what do you reckon? Um, in the uh, Mr. Carson and Dr. Wentz uh, thing, <laughs> he's always Dr. Wentz when he's under pressure. Um, yeah. And yeah, Justin Simmons is going to be in his nightmares for most of uh, most of the week uh, days leading up to the game. Really nice way of putting it, yeah. I really, I, I completely agree with, with Alan. Um, not that the Titans can't mess it up, but it's their, it's their game to mess up. Yeah. Because I think... Derek Henry, although he's not the player he used to be, he's still formidable. Um, yeah. the, that rushing attack is still formidable. Yeah, it's the Titans are a diminished version of themselves, but we've got to remember they were the, the number one seed last year and they were, you know, Bengals magic away from getting to the uh, AFC Championship game. That's very true. So they are really diminished. It. They, they are diminished, but they've diminished from a high spot. So they're still like a, a decent, but not brilliant team. Yeah. And I yeah, think, yeah, I, think, I agree with Alan completely. Far too much for, for this commander's team. Yeah. Uh, Titans all round then. Yes. Titans all yep. round. Yep. Not much uh, discourse on this one this week, but uh, uh, I think gradually we begin to find out who are the good teams and who are the less good teams. Speaking of good teams, San Francisco 49 has put up one of the best defensive performances mm. of the season so far. Um. I didn't miss anyone, did we? We all went Titans there. I'm just not making yes. that. Yeah, cool as well. yeah that's right. Um, so, yeah, Niners against Panthers in this one. Niners looked uh, dominant against the Rams, just absolutely suffocated them. Uh, I read somewhere that Nick Bosa had something like nine, ten pressures in the last game, which is more than most uh, edge rushes have had throughout the entire season. He's looked outstanding in the last game, at least. Um, and just all through their defense, they've got suffocating players. They just absolutely stand up uh, running backs and just slow down the passing attack. It's all right, though, because they're up against Carolina Panthers in this one who have just been easy to to under to read what they're going to do in terms of uh, rushing and passing because they have one of the most bare-bones schemes in the league. How are you feeling about this one? What do you reckon, Will? Um, 49ers win. Move yeah. on. <laughs> uh, Alan? <laughs> Yeah, th- this could be a blowout. As um, I, I was having a com- I was having a conversation with Josh yeah. um, just before was it Monday Night Football, Sunday yeah. Night Football, the Rams Forty ers game, and we were thinking the Vegas has got Forty ers as favourites over the Rams. What did they know that we don't? And yeah. it turns out that what they know is this Rams defense, this Forty ers defense, is scary, scary good. They are um, yeah a-, a Panthers team who. Don't look like they can move the ball very well. Yeah, against this 49ers defense, they're just running into a, a bad team already, running into a buzz. So yeah, yeah. this is 49ers are going to win this one. Don't yeah, know why about that. <laughs> I've gone for Niners as well. James has gone for the Niners. It's just, um, I mean, the, the one downside: Jimmy Garoppolo is still Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's not enough to lose. <laughs> Who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop him? Yeah, there's no one. No one on this Panthers team. <laughs> uh, Brian Burns. Brian Burns, Burns is the one good player on this Panthers JC, team. So. JC Horn, maybe. JC Horn. Matt Rule 
I mean, Mike, it might Matt Rule might get fired before like halfway through the season, right? At this rate, Mike, Matt Rule might get fired halfway through this game. Yeah, it goes really badly. Yes, yeah, it's possible. Definitely. <laughs> what he needs to do is grab a twenty-year-old's bum, and then that'll definitely kick him out of the game. So, uh, yeah, go the Urban Myers route. So, um, it's it's no way to treat your rookies, Dan. <laughs> Just um, it, it, it's 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 this is going to be a dominant performance for the Niners, I think. So, so no doubt the Panthers go ahead and win this one now. Um, next up, Eagles at Cards. Cards are feisty. Eagles are undefeated. The Dolphins are just waiting in the wings with their uh, champagne, ready to pop that cork. Um, and there are <laughs> the Cardinals. Just for me, this is a battle of the most one of the most disciplined teams in the NFL versus one of the least disciplined teams in the NFL. And I think that is going to be the massive difference between who comes out on top in this one. What do you reckon, though, Alan? Yeah, I don't imagine there'll be champagne corks popping this week. It's Eagles, Eagles are good, and good on offence, good on defence, mm. just a good all-round team, good talent level. They'll score points. The Cardinals could make it interesting. You know, they're with their offence, they're never out of a game. No. But sometimes they're putting themselves in too much of a hole to come back from. And it seems like it seems like roughly half the time they've got it figured out. And then mm. half the time it's just like, oh no, Kyler Murray, just go and do something and just, just run around or or just make a miracle throw here and there. Yeah. And I think the Eagles defense is far too disciplined um to to let them do too much of that. Yeah. So could be could be points across the board in this game, but the Eagles are the better team. Yeah. This could be Darius Slay receiving more passes from Kyler Murray than uh, than anyone else in this game. I reckon he's 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 been outstanding so far this season. Genuinely, one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. So, uh, him, and, him and Bradbury has one and two. Is that's I think that's one of the, the best tandem. At least at least they've been performing the best tandem in the league so far this year. That's just a it's they're extremely hard to to throw against. I think the Eagles are a very difficult team. to to, to beat if you haven't got a specific scheme in mind on how you're going to beat them. Um, and the specific scheme in mind has to be more than, I don't know, Kyler, just, you know, run around for a bit and then try and chuck it. See who's free. What do you reckon, Will? While I think Kyler Murray is a very good quarterback, Me too. I think uh, he's hampered by a talent-deficient roster and a talent-deficient coaching staff. Yes. Um, the Eagles are the exact opposite of the Cardinals in that they've got talent everywhere and maybe a question mark at quarterback hmm. who is slowly answering the question that maybe he's not that bad actually. Yeah. So it, it's it's not like Kyler can't set the world on fire and cause the Eagles problems. He, he totally can, but it's such a high wire act that I don't think they can do it. And this, no. the Cardinals defense is really bad. Really, yeah. really bad. I just think I just think the Eagles are gonna carve them up. The offensive line is gonna do anything they want to, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a horrible day to be a Cardinals defender, I think. The, the Cardinals rely so much on everything going right. Yeah. That it just you just can't you can't get away with that against certain teams. The Eagles are just going to absolutely take them to task unless everything goes wrong for the Eagles. And even when things started going wrong for the Eagles last week, they went, all right, 
We'll ride this out for a bit, and then we're going to come back, and we're just going to absolutely dominate the Jags now. It just you can't you can't beat the Eagles how the Cards want to beat the Eagles. Mm-hmm. There are teams in the league you can win those games. This is not one of them. Yeah, Eagles win. James gone for an Eagles win. I assume you two are going for Eagles wins as well. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I think the next game's sneaky interesting. Mm-hmm. We have the Dallas Cowboys visiting the LA Rams with Micah Parsons um, just playing with his tail on fire at the moment. One of the best edge rushers in the league going up against one of the most poorest offensive lines in the league. That's going to be a fun matchup in itself. If it wasn't for the fact that Cooper Rush is actually looking pretty damn good. How you feel about this one, Will? Um, it's going to be interesting. Hmm. Um, I completely agree with what you said about um, the Cowboys' defense. Um, they're really good, hmm. um, surprisingly good, because at the beginning of the season, you thought that they cannot sustain the things they were doing last season. Um, yeah, but they are. Yeah, but in a different. But they're doing it in a, in a, in a different way. They're doing it with a lot of pressure, a lot of um, not blitzing, but kind of exotic pressure looks. I think Dan Quinn's doing a, another fantastic job on that side of the ball. And you are right. The, the um, Rams O-line looks really bad um, mm-hmm. and it's completely scuppering anything that they want to do offensively. And you can't put, um, oh damn it. I'm going to get his name wrong because of the athletic uh, podcast keeps calling him Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Skaronic. <laughs> You can't get away with doing that all season. No. Um, so having said that, the Dallas offensive line also isn't great. Um, so Adam Donald could have a field day. Hmm. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to, this, this game is going to have a lot of good defense in it. Yeah. And not so much good offense. Um, so it's going to be whichever team can Yeah, probably, probably the team that's going to get into field goal range the most is the team that's going to win this game. Yeah, but it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring close affair. Yeah, definitely. This is the kind of game where I can see Matt Stafford just launching the ball directly at Trayvon Diggs as well. Just, just at least one pass that, like, you know, those passes in the playoffs where he just got lucky, where they drop it or stuff like that. It's just like the kind of luck you need to win a Super Bowl. And that's not a slight on Matt Stafford. I think he's a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that, like, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, at some point, you need a lucky break. This is the kind of game where he just, like, launches the ball and Trayvon Diggs is just waiting there for him as well. Um, I think that's going to be a problem, especially with the pressure that, that the Cowboys are going to cause. Is it me or does just Micah Parsons seem to find a way through to the quarterback all across the line? Like, no matter where he starts as well. Just seems just oh, he's just amazing to watch. I absolutely love him. Not what I expected him he was going to be at all from college as well. But um, I knew he was going to be good, but I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Alan, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's going to be a close game. I think last year's Rams beat yeah. the Cowboys handily. This is not no. this is not last year's Rams by any means. Um, you. Uh, uh, kind of stole my thunder a wee bit with what you were talking about there with Matt Stafford potentially just throwing the ball to Trayvon Diggs quite a few times he was I was really concerned about some of those throws Stafford was yeah. made against the 49ers 
on on Monday night. He was really overthrowing some guys, and and you know there was windows there to put the ball in, and he wasn't finding them. So, is his shoulder a problem? Is it is it just the fact, like you said, that those throws where he was getting the breaks last year, he's not getting them anymore? I don't know. And yeah, the the Rams' offensive line is a problem this year that they haven't figured yeah. out yet. Uh, this game's going to be won and lost in the trenches. You know, it's Aaron Donald. How often does he get through versus Micah Parsons? How often does he get through? And the Rams, the Rams offense, they're not running the ball that great. The Allen Robinson hasn't. I don't know what's going on there. They're not getting him involved. Mm. In their, their offense is Cooper Cup at the moment. And where the, the Cowboys have playmakers, they have, you know, they've got, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard at, at running back, who you're not relying on one anymore. You have CD Lamb, Michael mm, Gallup's mm. back. Cooper Rush has been better as than than the yeah than, than than advertised. He's he's been able to find particularly CD Lamb a lot. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be an interesting. Here's game. a fun one. I've just literally just seen this as I'm as I'm just uh, scrolling through Twitter right now. Uh, Zach Martin has more career Pro Bowl selections than holding penalties. Which is yeah. crazy. He's he's so good. But yeah. Um, where are we going with this one then? This might actually be one that we might be a bit divided on. James gone for the Rams. I was gonna go for the Rams yeah. until Alan said that Gallup was back for yeah. the Cowboys. Which I think might might turn the balance in this game. So now I'm gonna say Cowboys. Not by much, like by two, two points. Yeah, I'm I'm going for Cowboys as well. I think they match up so badly against this Cowboys team. I think that's the the, the key here. I think of all the teams to play directly after the Niners, the Cowboys are up there with the Eagles as the probably one of the teams you just don't want to go in and play. But you can't play the Bears fifteen times, unfortunately. So, um, I'm I'm going for Cowboys win as well. James went for Rams. Said that already. Alan, where are you going? Yeah, I've got the Cowboys in this one by by like a point or something yeah. like that. Uh, I think um, I, I I've been talking down the Rams a bit. I don't think the Rams are going to go on some massive losing streak, but I, I, yeah, I think you're, you're you're right. Horrible matchup against the Cowboys just across the board. So I think the Cowboys have what it takes to 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 come out on top in this one. The way the way the way the Rams have been playing. Yeah, and as predicted, the NFC says the two top teams in the. Um... In the uh, NFC, like best division in football yeah, yeah. at this point, yeah. record-wise. Well, wow. good job. It's on the primetime games all the time. Yeah, <laughs> see all this quality, quality football. Speaking of primetime games, Bengals at Ravens. Uh, this was probably decided before the Bengals were. Well, I don't know. Um, sorry, Bengals fans. It's the Bengals look all right. Like it's it's not like they are setting the world on fire, but the Ravens just look like they are a different league. Admittedly, they lost the Bills, but like. They did put up a fight, at least, and Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the moment as well. Um, I think they can cause the Bengals some serious problems. I'd love to know what you guys think. What do you reckon, Will? Um, I don't know what to, still don't know what to make of the Bengals Me this season. Um, I'm concerned that their coaching staff is letting their talent down because there's, it's, it's still really easy to um know what they're doing based mm. on how they like how they line up and this is this is the NFL I shouldn't I a 
armchair fan shouldn't be able to go, they're going to run that, they're going to throw that, they're going to run that, they're going to throw that. Because if I can do it, people who are paid millions of dollars to be able to know that stuff are also going to be able to do it. Yeah. So I think I think they are um, like lions led by sheep kind of a kind of team because Joe Burrow is too talented. Jamar Chase is too talented. T Higgins is too talented. Tyler Boyd is too talented. Yeah. Joe Mixon is too talented. They should they should be a lot better than they are, and they're not. But credit to the defense. I didn't think the defense was going to be as good as they are. Um, they're still like uh, better than the sum of their parts defense. But I didn't think that they could do that two years in a row. So credit to Lou Amaruno for his uh, ability to continue to get the best out of his out of his players there. Yeah. Well, I just checked the ranks now and they were they're ranked seventh by DVOA, which uh, surprised me that that defense. So I think they might be able to contain Lamar Jackson. They might be able to stop him, but I, yeah, I do not trust. I don't trust the Bengals' offense to do anything at the moment. So me neither. I, I think they will come good. One thing about Lou Amaruno's defense is they tend to get better as the season goes on as well. Um, I, I think the 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 stalling might actually be on the offensive play calling side of things. Um, where, uh, chalk that up with the Chargers as well and the Cards for bad offensive coordinators or head coaches in some cases that are doing a disservice to the incredible quarterbacks they've got. Um, and I think that's what the Bengals have at the moment. Uh, Ravens, I think, bounce back from whatever happened at the end of the game that people seem to be really concerned about. So I don't think anyone really cares about that anymore. And I think the Ravens can put a ton of pressure on the Bengals in this one as well, the defense. Like they'll, they'll be dialing up in this one as well and relying on Burrow getting the ball out really, really quickly. Which he's generally fine at, but I, I, I am slightly concerned in this game. Uh, Alan, what do you reckon? Yeah, the, the Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I think, have, have historically lit the Ravens up a little bit. Um, they've, the Ravens seem to have found ways to lose games. Rather, you know, the last, the last two against the Bills, mm. against like Miami, and against the Bills. They were kind of in control of those games for a little bit early on yeah. and then just faded away. Uh, they didn't, didn't score any points in the second half, did they, against the Bills? Um, saying that, though, yeah, the, the, the Bengals' offence has, has not has not hit full speed or is not firing on all cylinders, choose your cliche, this season. Uh, so it'll be tough for them to keep up with the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to score points. Uh, that, and the Bengals' defence is good. They have a chance, um, but I think they need to they need to take another leap mm. um, to to be able to beat the Ravens. They need to show something that we've not quite seen yet this season to be able to beat the Ravens. Not that not that they're not capable of doing that. Yeah, but it's yeah it, everything. I think it's one of those games where I think that probably everything's going to have to go right for them. Yeah, definitely. Where are you going scores wise, Em? Yeah, I think the Ravens and quite a quite a high scoring game, I think, yeah. but the Ravens edging it. Uh James gone for the Bengals. I've gone for the Ravens as well. I think just the Ravens are currently in their current incarnations the better team. Um and it's it's pretty much that simple. Would you reckon, Will? I've also gone with the Ravens yeah. about like a field goal. Yeah, I think it's gonna be close. I think the Bengals can pull it back at some point. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is the game the Bengals demonstrate that they can actually win games as well. So not they haven't already. They've definitely won two games, but you know, what I mean, just can convincingly win games against teams that they need to win games against. 
Uh, one team I don't think can convincingly win games against teams they can convincingly win games, they should convincingly win games against, uh, is the Raiders, and they're up against the Kansas City Chiefs team that finally looked like the final form uh, last week. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. Is there any anyone going to say anything? Anyone else? Josh Allen, maybe. Josh Allen's pretty good. Yeah, true. Uh, he did something pretty amazing, though. Sorry, Will. I forgot that, you know, I'm bringing it up against your team. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. You, yeah. Sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, how how do you stop that? Yeah, that's that, that's exactly it, isn't it? What can you do against Patrick Mahomes when he's doing that? And what can the Raiders do to stop Patrick Mahomes in this offense? What do you reckon, Alan? Uh, yeah, um, the, the Chiefs came out on Sunday night and they they were demolishing the Bucks mm. for a while. The Bucks got back into that game, but yeah, and I think the the Bucks are a far better team and a far better defense yeah. than the Raiders are. So I think it's a team like the Raiders who have been a bit hot and cold, a bit hit and miss. They've they've been scoring points, they've, but they've also you know then let games get away from them. It's if you're wanting a get right game, if you're wanting to get back on track, then you don't want to play the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's. Yeah, this is this is probably a bridge too far for the Raiders, and I don't I don't see how they, I, don't, I don't see how they win this game. To be honest, yeah, I think it's underrated as well how good the Chiefs' defense are playing. Um, I think they're just going to be absolutely suffocating on a Derek Carr that's not really hit any kind of form yet as well. What do you reckon, Will? Um, the Raiders' O line is causing them issues, um, and I think, well, you don't want you don't want to have a bad offensive line when you're going up against a. Uh, uh, a Spags defense. No. Um, George Karloftis is a sneaky candidate for defensive rookie of the year. He's playing really well. Um, so yeah, I the, and with how dominant they are on offense, if they can run the ball as well as they run the ball on the on the on the books, then mm. the Raiders don't stand a chance. Uh, I think they'll be able to, like you say, suffocate them on defense and dominate them on offense. Yeah. And it'll be over it'll be over by half time if that's the case. Um sorry, sorry Raiders fans, but this strikes me as the kind of game where we're really questioning Josh uh, McDaniels at the end of this one as well. Yep, definitely. Mm. Chiefs all rounds then. All rounds? All round then. Uh, yep. Yeah. Chiefs Chiefs for me. Yeah, me too. I think they are finally becoming, as say, the, the dominant team that I think we're expecting them to be this season as well. And their defence looks better than they did last year. So we'll look out. Um, with that, that's the last game, week five, in the books, previews-wise. Anyway, we'll be back next week to talk about what happened in week five, I suppose. Uh, won't have an international series game next week because the next one's not for a while yet. So, um, Will, tell us about the reprobates, what's going on with them. And so every Thursday uh, at nine o'clock on YouTube, we do a uh, live stream where we take a slightly more irreverent look at uh, everything going on the NFL. Uh, We have a good old laugh today about um, Geno Smith and how the NFL is in the upside down because he's so good. So um, come come join us every Thursday at 9 p.m. on YouTube or you can watch it back at your leisure uh, on our channel. That's what we'll be doing later. Um, And where can people get hold of you, Will? If they want to contact me, please come and join the Gridiron Gentlemen's Discord. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, or if you prefer, you can tweet me at WClaribold. Nice. Alan, where can people get hold of you? Yeah. Um, as well said, the Discord is heaps of fun. Come and join that. It's the pinned tweet on Gridiron Gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> and 
uh, or if you want to just come and shout at me personally, it's Aldo W83 on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. You can you can shout him at Discord as well if you like. So you know. Oh yeah, it's true. We 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 don't encourage it, admittedly, but you know, if if need be, come, come and shout all of us if you like. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm McGlugly on uh, Twitter. I, I never say mine, mine, so I'm, I figured I might this time. Uh, and yeah, Gridiron Gents on on the the the, the main accounts. Uh, and yeah, email us hello chaps at gridirongentlemen dot com or come join the Discord. As we've said before, it's a lot of fun. You can shout us. So uh, back next week with more predictions, more previews, more reviews, usual stuff. Gent of the week sleeping time preview i forgot what it was called then for a second uh but we are out tonight because well, i think we're all very tired if i'm honest with you and we're going to go and um anyone's having trouble sleeping well we're about to watch the colts broncos game so that should help uh see you all and goodbye but wait there is a little more uh i got the opportunity to go visit the green bay packers whilst they were in london today uh, and here is a short interview with me and Quay Walker, linebacker, ex-Georgia Bulldog, uh, as mentioned at the start of the pod. Enjoy, and then also goodbye for the end of it. Goodbye. Come on. Okay, how's it going? Are you finding London? Or Watford, in fact? I know you've barely seen anything of it. So. I ain't really experienced too much. Uh, it's great people, though, so I'm about to get out now and see what I can experience. So four games into the NFL, you were part of one of the most elite college defences yeah. of all time. How are you finding the differences between the NFL and the uh, I mean, it's a pretty easy adjustment, but at the same time, it's a new defence that I'm coming in. I'm yeah. trying to learn. So uh, formations are different. Uh, better athletes on this yeah. level. It's a whole lot, but uh, yeah. I think Georgia prepared me very well for the NFL. Yeah. Is it nice seeing like your fellow colleagues, like your old colleagues, yeah, just all over feel, the league? It made me feel way better, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't feel alone, knowing that I got people. Yeah. Devontae Wide and Eric Stokes, knowing that I played with them, made yeah. me feel, you know what I'm saying? I got people that I know and I played with. How big Jordan Davis as well? How big is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real big. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest human I ever played with. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not small. So, no, like, he's, uh, yeah. He's bigger than everybody on his team. Oh, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, he's about bigger than everybody. So, how are you preparing for Saquon, then, obviously, this week? Oh, he's a good back. Uh, yeah. Pretty much just got to kill blocks, get off of blocks. Yeah. Uh, just be more physical, play downhill. Yeah. And just swarm. Uh, just run to the ball. Uh, it's going to take all 11 guys to do that job. Yeah. In order to contain him. But he's a great back and what he's doing. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. So, do you say, do you, would you say you've learned something from your Packers teammates already? The, like the first four games so far, brought the way through the season. Yeah, I learned a whole lot, but I'm still learning. I got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can, take as much as I can in. Yeah. And, uh, just be coachable and just listen to everybody and just get as much knowledge as I can. How Georgia going to do this season? I'm going to do real good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go dogs. So I'm I'm a Bears fan, so I got to ask the Bears Packers rivalry. How is that like for a new player? Uh, I can't really. I can't really see. Yeah. I maybe can see once I go there <laughs> yeah, yeah. and see how it is yeah. once I'm there. But as of now, after one game, I can't really see. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, I know yeah. it's a real rock. Yeah, best of luck. I mean, I'm, I kind of mean it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And with that actual goodbye, thank you for listening. See you on the other side.